0: seated. Well, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke chapter 17. The Gospel of Luke 17 verses 11 through 19 is our meditation on this Thanksgiving morning. It's good to be with you again after uh, missing this past Sunday due to a little bit of sickness. Thank you to my fellow uh, pastor Taylor for filling in for me on Sunday afternoon and thank you for your prayers for me feeling much better Uh, so it's good to be here uh, opening God's word and worshiping with you singing together seeing your faces it's a joy to to worship God together this morning yes and we're looking at Luke 17 verses 11 through 19 Jesus cleanses the 10 lepers And so this is God's holy word. May he write it on our hearts this Thanksgiving morning. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus's feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. So far the reading of God's holy word may he indeed write this word on our hearts this morning. Amen. Well beloved have you ever done something really nice for someone and maybe they just looked right past all of your hard efforts and and past all of your sacrifice right maybe you've cooked a nice meal that you took all day to plan and to cook and you labored over the stove and when you finally sit around the table with everybody everybody seems a little bit grumpy and mopey. Hopefully that doesn't happen today, but maybe that's happened to you. Uh, Maybe you have planned a nice vacation for your family and you finally arrive at your destination and you have your heart set on this time of rest and everybody's squabbling with each other. Uh, Maybe you've gone the extra mile in your workplace and you've been doing things to show that you take your job seriously and you're pressing on in your work, but your efforts seem to be disregarded. Now, in these various situations, the primary reason we do these things is not so we can get that pat on the back or to get a word of thanks, Uh, but it's not wrong, right, to expect at times some kind of appreciation for what you're doing for somebody. Well, in our account this morning, Jesus performs an incredible miracle of healing for people in need. And at the end of this miracle, uh, Jesus asks, Uh, question that reveals the fallen heart of humanity and the, the 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 ways in which we as people are not prone to give thanks to God and this is an important text it's almost like a parable even though it's an actual historical account because of how Jesus teaches us through this but on this Thanksgiving day through this text God wants to show us how much he has lavished his grace upon us how much he has manifested his kindness to us in abundant ways. We've gathered together this morning as his people to sing to God, to to give him thanks supremely for what he has done for us in Jesus Christ. And as we look at this text, we want to consider our response of gratitude uh, to God's tender mercies. And the first thing that we see here as we look at this text is really the problem of sin. We see the problem of sin. That's the first thing that we see. Notice again verse 11. Uh, The context here is uh, Jesus has set his face to go to Jerusalem, where he will undergo the judgment of God at the cross. And so he's there making his way to Jerusalem to accomplish his mission for why he came to this earth. And as he goes uh, somewhere between Samaria and Galilee, these two places, he's met by 10 lepers. And we're told that they stood at a distance. Children, why do you think these lepers stood at a distance? Well, they stood at a distance because they were not permitted to mingle with people in the villages, right? Lepers had to live all by themselves on the outskirts of town, away from the rest of the people in the village. These lepers were probably from various backgrounds, various nationalities, because they're between, again, these two cities, Samaria and Galilee. So there's probably both Jew and Samaritan but it doesn't matter their ethnic background, it doesn't matter where they've come from in their past, right? They're lepers, and so misery loves company, as we say, right? They all stick together as this community, and they were considered to be unclean. They're unclean, they can't live in the ordinary village, and they're unclean, they cannot worship God in the temple, so they have to stand at this distance. Now, they have leprosy, as we're told, and what is this disease? This disease that we call leprosy Uh, generally begins with pain in certain parts of the body, and numbness kind of follows that pain in that area, and soon the skin kind of loses its original color and becomes thick and glossy. Uh, The Greek word for leprosy there actually usually means scaly. That's what happens to the body, and so this disease, as it progresses, it becomes very gross for a person, right? Developing sores and ulcers due to poor blood supply and I'm not going to go into more details because we're going to be hopefully eating some good food later. But this is a gross disease, right? A real nasty one. You, know, you could smell a leper if you were in their presence. And you would never want to touch one lest you be infected. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, uh, leprosy was often associated with being under God's curse. You could remember how in 2 Chronicles 26, King Uzziah uh, grew strong and proud to his downfall. You remember, he entered the temple of God and he went there to burn incense on the altar. That was something only permitted for the priest to do, right? Um, and so when he was rebuked for his actions, he grew angry and we're told that leprosy broke out on his forehead because the Lord had struck him. And in Second Chronicles 26, verse 21, we read this. King Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death. And being a leper, he lived in a separate house, for he was excluded from the house of the Lord. You may also remember uh, in the Old Testament, part of David's curse on the house of Joab for his unlawful murder of Abner in 2 Samuel 3. David says of Joab's house, may his house never be without a leper. And so to have leprosy was often associated with God's curse. Again, to have leprosy was to be excluded from the house of God, right? And it was to suffer the very curse of God with a disease that rots you from the inside out. Well, beloved, the reality is apart from Jesus Christ, this is our spiritual condition, right? I can think of no better picture that describes our sin condition than this condition of leprosy because like leprosy our sin rots us from the inside out. Like leprosy sin keeps us from communion with God. Like leprosy sin keeps us from true fellowship and communion with one another. And so in Adam when we're born into this world we are born separated from God because we all have this sin condition this spiritual leprosy. And because God is God and he's holy and he's pure. He can't have anything unclean in his presence. And so this leprous disease in our hearts is what gives rise, beloved, to our sinful behaviors, to selfishness, to ingratitude, to apathy, covetousness, lust, worry. All of that flows from this leprous condition that we have in our hearts, this sin disease that rots us from the inside out. And this is man's greatest issue. Like these lepers in this account, it doesn't matter, right, if you are today, you know, Jew or Greek, Mexican, Chinese, Dutch. doesn't matter your ethnic backgrounds. Like these lepers, we all have that same condition. And no amount of education or external morality or better laws can get at the root of this sin condition that we have. You know, recently we've seen, sadly, excessive... Uh, Crimes committed against law enforcement even that we were praying for, you know, just last week and these have fallen on the heels of You know police brutality in different areas of the states as well Especially among different communities And I remember after one particular incident a couple of years ago um, Where there was police brutality uh, NFL player who's a Christian? I think it's a former NFL player now uh, Benjamin Watson He spoke up to just share his heart and his thoughts on the various issues that were going on, Uh, not just uh, the police issues, but also issues amongst his own African-American community. Um, And as he was assessing kind of the situation of where things were at as a Christian, he said this, this was on the news. He said, I'm encouraged because ultimately the problem is not a skin problem, it's a sin problem. Sin is the reason we rebel against authority. Sin is the reason we abuse authority. Sin is the reason we're racist, prejudiced, and lie to cover our own. Sin is the reason we riot, loot, and burn. But I'm encouraged because God has provided a solution for sin through his son, Jesus, and with it, a transformation of heart and mind. The cure for all these tragedies around us is not education or exposure. It is the gospel. So finally, I'm encouraged because the gospel gives mankind hope. And beloved, that's what we see here. Only the gospel of Jesus can bring healing to this deep sin condition that we all struggle with. And notice here, these 10 lepers obviously knew their condition because they lift up their voices to Jesus and say, Master, have mercy on us. Have pity on us. Lord, have concern for the suffering that we're in. And so we see in these lepers the problem of sin, but as we continue to read, beloved, we see the solution of grace. The solution of grace. You see it in verse 14. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, it's interesting. This cleansing is different from how Jesus cleansed the leper earlier in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verse 13. In Luke 5, you might remember he stretched out his hand and he touched that leper and he healed him. But here he doesn't touch any of the lepers. He he just, he doesn't even say a word of cleansing, actually be healed, your disease is no more. Instead he, he gives this instruction, go show yourselves to the priests. Now this command is actually almost identical with him saying you are healed because the priest were to judge between the clean and the unclean. You remember that was part of their duties. They were to judge between the clean and the unclean. And so they were to go with a sense of faith that Christ would heal them. And Christ's command here to go show themselves to the priest was in accordance with God's law in the book of Leviticus, chapter 14. There we read that on the day of his cleansing for the leper, he shall go and show himself to the priest. And the priest shall look at the man outside the camp. And if he is cleansed, he should make purif- a particular sacrifice for that man. And after going through those particular steps of purification, the cleansed leper could come back into the camp of Israel as one who was declared clean. So here are these 10 lepers with their nasty disease. And they're crying out for mercy and compassion. And Jesus gives it to all of them. All ten lepers are walking together to the temple and all ten lepers are cleansed. Just imagine that scene as these ten men or women together are walking and their skin and the boils that are on the skin, the ulcers and the color that begins to, to fade away and regain its original color. Imagine what they must have been saying to each other in amazement. Brother, the sores on your arm are going away. Your face looks better. Your eyes have the better color again. Your voice sounds different. Imagine the the thought of being amongst this community, walking together to the temple and seeing one another cleansed and healed. You see, up until this point, beloved, all of these men are alike. They're all lepers who needed a cure. They all desired restoration. They all believed Jesus could give them that restoration. They all cried out to him, They all obeyed Jesus's word. They all went to the temple and all of them were healed and received compassion. But at this point in verse 15, the similarities between these lepers end. For we read here, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, he fell on his face at Jesus's feet and gave him thanks first we want to see how this is just a beautiful picture of our salvation and here is a man who has suffered many days under the curse of leprosy had he known this he he had gone through this for maybe months and years this leprosy and now he has been healed by the great physician he's come and he's been declared clean by the true high priest jesus christ and soon he will be able to go back to temple worship he'll be able to gather with people in the city again and enjoy life as it was meant to be lived and so what does he do he does what we're supposed to do he comes before jesus and he demonstrates his thankfulness to the grace of god as we sing in that hymn rock of ages jesus he's the double cure for our condition he, 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 he saves us from the wrath of God so that we're not under the curse and he makes us pure by his grace. He gives us a new status before God, righteous, and he makes us inwardly clean by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus can do this for sinners like us today because for our sake he became unclean. For our sake Jesus became excluded from the presence of God at the cross. The book of Hebrews tells us in chapter 13, Jesus suffered where? Outside the camp. There he took upon himself the curse that we deserve, and he became unclean for us as our sins were laid upon his shoulders. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He became unclean as our sins were put upon his shoulders, so that we might be declared clean and pure in God's sight. Like these lepers, beloved, we have been made clean by the gospel of grace. And so what is our response to God's cleansing? What we see here, the need to come before the Lord and to give him thanks. This is our third point here, the response of gratitude. Problem of sin. Solution of grace, response of gratitude. Notice what Jesus says. Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? We could almost hear the sorrow in Christ's voice. Were not all ten cleansed? These ten. Individuals were cleansed from one of the most horrible diseases you could have on this planet. Again, a disease that alienated them from God, that alienated them from their fellow man and from worship, yet there's no response of gratitude from many of them. According to Romans chapter 1 verse 21, ingratitude is one of the fundamental sins of this fallen world. For we read here in Romans 1 21, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Every single day, the Lord showers upon this undeserving world goodness and grace that we do not deserve. He causes the sun to rise on the just and the unjust. He sends rain upon the just and the unjust every day God opens his hand and he satisfies the desire of every living thing he provides for us food and shelter and beauty around us in the created world yet as we read here in Romans man's mouth is often silent when it comes to giving thanks to the God from whom all blessings flow not only does man withhold thanks from God but Romans tells us he actually gives honor in praise to the creation rather than to the creator who is blessed forever amen he does not realize that God's loving kindness is meant to lead him to repentance every day when God shows grace and if we're honest sometimes beloved we too get caught up in the same way of thinking and this is why we need to today and throughout our lives cultivate this attitude of thankfulness to God not only on today, but every single day, beloved, to offer up to the Lord this sacrifice of praise and thanks for all that he's done. Like this leper, to to come before the feet of Jesus, to humble ourselves before him and just give him thanks. Like this leper, we return to God, cast ourselves at his feet and praise him. What has God done for you this past year Has the Lord forgiven you your sins this past year when you've cried out to him again and again, maybe for forgiveness, even for the same sins? Return and give him thanks. Has God provided for your physical needs this past year? Has he given to you your daily bread? Return and give him thanks. Has the Lord kept your marriage together or kept your family through difficult times this past year, preserving you in the faith, keeping you in his care? Return and give him thanks. How has the Lord shown himself kind and gracious to you and faithful to you this past year, beloved? Today, think about those things and then return and give him thanks. For he is worthy. He is worthy of our praise. Today, may we count our blessings. Remember what the Lord has done for us. Not just in blessing us with the wonderful things of this life, food, and drink, and health, and family, and friends, and work. Yes, all of, go- all of those are good things. But today, beloved, remember how God has cleansed your leprous heart so that you can draw near to him once again in true fellowship and communion for all of eternity. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Let's pray. heavenly father once again this morning we thank you not just for the gifts lord but we thank you for you for you are the giver of all the good gifts that we have every good and perfect gift comes from above and so our father we praise your holy name and we ask lord that like this leper in this text you might help us by the holy spirit today and every day to take time to return and to bow down and to give thanks to you, O Lord. Thank you, Father, for how you have kept us in the faith. Thank you for how you preserve our feet from stumbling. Thank you, Lord, for how you continually, Lord, watch over us day by day, showering upon us, Lord, grace upon grace. And so, Father, today, again, we give you thanks, especially for the gift of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for his finished work for us, so that even this morning we could draw near to you in praise and in worship, and indeed enjoy communion with our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for all of eternity. Help us, Lord, to think upon today your manifold gifts and to give you thanks. Bless us around our tables later as we talk with family, as we interact with friends. Lord, we recognize in seasons like this as well that we, we spend time with family members who don't yet know you, who are like those in Romans 1, uh, blinded, Lord, to uh, the goodness of God in giving you thanks. So, Lord, let the gospel of grace be upon our lips. Let us speak the truth in love. and Be pleased to use us as your people, Lord, to indeed spread the glory of Jesus Christ throughout this world as we speak with others, as we live with thankfulness in our hearts. We praise you again for this time. We ask that you'd be with us in the remainder of this day. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.